1: Steve Stein here, and what I'd like to talk to you about now is the importance of understanding that blues is such an awesome style of music, but we tend to forget that when we play blues or when we write blues songs, they don't have to just be 12-bar blues, right? We can do all kinds of cool things. So for instance, what I've got here is a little riff that I wrote, just very straightforward, and it's using a one chord, and it's using a four chord, and it's using a five chord, and a couple other things in between. Uh, But what I'm doing right now is I'm using my bootlegger guitar here. Okay? And what I did was I tuned it to drop tuning. So I took the sixth string and instead of being an E, I tuned the sixth string down to D. And that's kind of a cool thing to do because it's very reminiscent of what people would do when they would play slide guitar. A lot of old blues guys would, would play slide guitar with open tunings, they called it. Well, I'm not tuned completely open. I'm just tuned with the sixth string down to D. Which enables my guitar to be able to play, to be played like this. So I've got a plain old D chord here. But I've got that six string tuned to D. So I can strum all six strings get this D sound. So what I did was I just created a riff out of the first chord. Now, my first chord is this is a D chord, okay? It's D, it's <clears throat> two is open D. So if you think about it, normally you'd play E like this, so if I moved it down a whole step yet, I'd wind up in D. So the string is tuned to D, so the first chord is D. Now, if I'm thinking about a one-four-five in the key of D, you could either use some theory, or you could use just your knowledge of your fretboard and go, okay, well, if I'm in D, my 1 chord is D, my 4 chord would be G, and my 5 chord would be A, however you find the answer. So I'm thinking, okay, so I'm going to use a G and an A in here as well. Just to give it more of a bluesy feel, I'm going to use that one four five. So I've got my D here. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my G chord. Now G would normally be played right here. Now I'm in drop tuning though, which means that this sixth string is tuned 2 frets lower than normal. So in order to compensate, what I'm going to do is move that finger up 2 frets, okay which means I wind up with a straight line. So this is a G. So D, one, four, and then five would be here. See, so you can hear the one, four, five happening. Now what I did was I just created a a riff out of this where I'm not focused on 12 bar blues. I'm not focused on switching back between the one and the four and the five in that traditional sense. I'm just creating a bluesy sound. So I'm playing these one, four, five chords, but I'm giving it more of a, if you want to call it a rock and roll sound, but it certainly has a blues element to it. So that's all I'm doing right there. I love to play in drop D. I love to play in standard tuning too, but I love to play in drop D because I come up with different kinds of ideas than I normally would if I was playing in standard tuning. So what I've got here is this. So I'm playing three, five, three, zero, and you'll notice because of the drop tuning, it accommodates using one finger to play your chords. And then I'm just doing a slide from C to D. To make it sound a little more interesting. Okay? And then I'm just adding in some rhythm. And again, you could literally make up anything. So that's what I'm doing. And then I'm moving back to the C chord. And strumming that twice. Now that has nothing to do with blues or one four five or anything like that. It's just... Something else, something kind of cool to play and then i'm gonna do this so it's very similar to the you see, so that's all I'm doing so i if you think about it i'm doing the same pattern twice just on two different uh, on different strings, so I've got this That's the first part, and then I've got this. And then. So very similar. And then I just tag my intro. And that's my main riff. Now what I did was I used a okay. I went from uh went up here to the the uh, let's see let's see. So I went up here to the five chord. But then to make it a little less bluesy and just a little more blues rock and roll, then I went back to the C and actually went to it as a C7. Okay? So, I'm using the fa- the four chord, excuse me, in my riff. Right? So, I'm using it all over inside that main riff that the one chord, the D chord, and then I'm using this G in there as well. And then at the end, I just tag it with an, a five chord, which is the A. C, or C seven. I actually use both of those in the recording. I use a C and a C7, but, but that's what I'm doing. That's all. So again, what's really cool about this then is, is you're giving yourself a different rhythm, a different vibe, a different tempo, different groove, all these different kinds of things than just the 12-bar blues. There's nothing wrong with the 12-bar blues. I love the 12-bar blues. But this is just giving you another opportunity to do something a little different is all. Okay? So. And then, when it comes time to do your soloing, you're in D. So you're just doing all the stuff you normally like to do. You know, however you like to play, but now you're playing in D. So uh, the only thing I do is at the end then, when that C chord comes up, I go from doing whatever I like, and when that C chord comes up, I go to the uh, the 11th fret of the second string, and I bend it because I'm actually bending to a note that fits over the top of that chord. Okay, so it sounds kind of cool over that C And then I just end it with a D bend and that's it. So there's no real planning on it. I'm just enjoying myself having some fun. But what I would like to see you do is mess around a little bit and see what kinds of things that you can come up with, with writing riffs.
0: If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to GuitarZoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to GuitarZoom.com. Now back to the podcast.
1: You know, play the blues, play 12-bar blues, all those kinds of things, but explore some other ideas, right? Now, right now, again, I showed you how I'm in drop D. Well, I'm going to go back up now. Okay, so now I'm in E, just back to normal, right? so let's say instead of just doing a kind of bluesy thing what I want to do is make up something that's a little more again it's blues based um but it's a little more rock and roll so what I would do is come up with something maybe where I'm playing in an E and I'm gonna do something like this Could do the same thing over the four chord, which is the A. You see that sort of thing. But when the five chord comes up, which is the B in this case, again, maybe I don't want it to be so bluesy, so I, I go to that B. Maybe I go to something else. So watch this. If I go... first, which made it sound a little deceptive, which could be really cool. Or maybe you don't go to the five at all, maybe you go C, D, and then you're back again. So again, you're giving it this really cool bluesy sound, this bluesy feel. Um, but not feeling like you're you're tethered to the 12-bar blues, per se. You know, this, for me, is is where just a ton of bands fly, whether it's ZZ Top or Steve Ray Vaughan or ACDC or Led Zeppelin or on and on and on. I mean, we could name a million different bands that have bluesy elements. Joe Bonamassa, right? Could be anybody. Um, John Mayer, where some songs are 12-bar blues, no doubt about it. But then there's these other songs that aren't, that give you this really cool kind of sound. And and it's just really fun to sit around and make some things up and have some fun and not always feel like you have to play the same thing over and over and over, you know, one quarter and then you go to your four and then you go back to your one, make up something cool and post it. And let me see it. Let me see what you've come up with and and what kinds of cool things that you're doing. So you've got some time here. Obviously there's no, there's no rush in this, but have some fun. You know, if, if, at the very least, you've got some sort of mobile device or something that can give you a drum beat that you can mess around with. That's always really fun. Or you can just think, you know, just get a beat in your head and just start thinking about that a little bit. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, there's just all kinds of really neat things that you could make up. You know, just cool, really cool. And then you got a really slow beat that you could be playing over and different stuff like that. So don't worry about always trying to make things way too complex. Just have some fun with it and see where you can go with it. And again, it gives you a, a lot of really neat things then when you go to solo over this. Whatever that might be, you know. You know, you're going to have some fun going all over the place and not just going, well, I got to go to a one right away. What I find... um. That kind of actually reminded me a little bit of uh, "Levy Breaks by Led Zeppelin, where a lot of times what I think is really cool is when somebody's playing a riff like that and your brain goes, oh, the four chord is coming, but then it doesn't. It just keeps going. It just keeps that static thing going. And and where you, you anticipate there should have been a four chord like there traditionally would be, there's no change at all. It just keeps doing that same thing over and over and over. I think that stuff is really, really cool. So it's a great thing for you to try and practice to get your own chops together, but certainly from a songwriting perspective, write in the, the, the realm that you're comfortable with, but just do some different things and have some fun with it. It's really important. So take care, practice hard. Remember, have some fun here. That's the most important thing. There's no reason why you shouldn't be writing songs and having some fun and, and uh, you know getting your music out there just like anybody else does, right? You just gotta stop thinking that it's so difficult And also learn how you can take something so small like what we're doing right now and just tweak it a little bit and make it into something completely new and fresh. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast.
0: All right, Steve. Take it away, my friend.
1: Okay, well, basically what we're going to be doing is over the next few uh, sessions that Dan and I are doing here is that we're going to set up some ideas of better understanding how blues works um, and certainly how to approach it um, methodically, right? Because so many times we we get wrapped up in thinking it's about information, and there's nothing wrong with information. Obviously, if we can use that information, but that's the key: is using the information that you have. Um, it's not just having a bunch of knowledge in your head, but you can't do anything with your fingers. And so, what I want to do today is I would just want to give you kind of a general overview of what to think about when you're trying to approach playing anything, but this is certainly going to be directed toward blues guitar. So what I'm using, of course, is my Paul Reed Smith. It's a little more bluesy in terms of its visual, I suppose. Um, I've never really given much credence to, I need a Strat for blues and I need a whatever for rock. I just play what's comfortable. And then I dial in the sound from there um, with the gear that I have. You know, when I was growing up, I had very little gear. I mean, you had a guitar and an amp, and that's what you had to play. You know, I didn't you know, we didn't I didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up, so I didn't have seven guitars and all that sort of thing. You just played what you played. So what I want to talk about today is kind of an overview of blues soloing. Now we're gonna be talking about rhythm and different things too, and I'm not gonna try and get real deep. I just want to get you thinking a little bit. So okay. the first thing I want you to do is I want you to think about the three Ts, which is tools, touch, and tone. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun.